Hey, welcome in to another BA Chats. I'm your host, Kevin Kuntz. And I'm your hostess, Rachel Kuntz, wife to this guy. I'm the husband to this gal. Okay, I'm just making sure I got that right. <laughs> you got it right, man. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we're so happy that you guys have found the podcast. Um, we've got two things that we are going for always. Every time. We believe in the testimony. Yeah, yeah. Testimony means do it again, God. So when all yep. these beautiful people that we have on the podcast, when you hear what God's done in their lives, it's it's totally open to you. Jesus yep. can do it again. It is your invitation. Signed, sealed, delivered, baby. You just open that thing up and, oh, you're invited to the party. <laughs> it is it is now your invitation to come to the party. And then we want to introduce wonderful people to you yep. and just get to know our people. So our person tonight is one of my favorite people. <laughs> Precious Stephanie Ladner. Hi, Steph. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> We're so glad to have you. This has been a long time coming. Yes, sister. it has. <laughs> well, tell us, what do you do here at Bethel? Um, my official role is the accounting director. So I handle all of the finances for the church and the school. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know. And everybody <laughs> say, oh. Steph, thanks. That's you a big so job. Welcome. It is a very big job. It is. It is, but How's I love it. How's it going? You do love it. Okay. I do. I love it. All the all the things that are not so fun that everybody doesn't want to do, I enjoy doing. So. Good for you. Has this? Have you always been a numbers person? Always a finance person? How did you um, find finance? Yes and no. I went okay. to school for accounting, and so um, when I graduated, I went into accounting, and so okay. But before that, I like changed my major seven times and oh, well. just tried to find my path and. This is where I landed. Girl, you found it. I found it. Good for and you. And here I am. And where was school? Uh, in Louisiana. Okay. University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Nice. <laughs> you know you're from Louisiana when you say Lafayette, Lafayette. like that. Lafayette. How is it supposed to be pronounced? We say I say Lafayette. No, La- that is La- so wrong. That is so wrong. Lafayette. <laughs> but in the presence of people from Louisiana, I try to say, what do you say? Lafayette. 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 <laughs> yes. That is a hot topic here at the office of my pronunciation of words. <laughs> is it really? It is. Just from Louisiana to Georgia, we have that many differences? Yes. But you have to oh. remember on staff, most of our staff are from California. California. Yeah. So like yeah. all of this Southern slang, when it comes out and I get a good y'all in, they're like, what are you saying? <laughs> so true. There are plenty of differences from California to all Southern culture. Very much so. So, yes. so all you have to do is just throw in a bro or gnarly and it, you're good. I can't. Those <laughs> words do not come out of my mouth. Like They just don't. You know uh, what? Kevin and I have been teasing lately with totally, totally. And I've said it like totally. 20 times at work and I've been waiting for anybody to notice. No one has noticed that I am going totally, 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 totally. No. <laughs> I can see you saying it like totally, like like in your Rachel like enthusiasm, but not like. <laughs> I've been trying to say totally because I thought it was so funny. It's been our joke. We we're like when we we're listening to podcast. Who's the who are we listening to? The so banning. Oh, banning Leisure. Is oh, it banning yeah. or Eric Johnson? I don't well, know. Anyway, one of these precious people from California. Yeah, totally, totally. Or say you say <laughs> totally. <laughs> Holy, holy! Awesome. I'm gonna have to catch that next time you say yeah, it. You <laughs> are. I can look at you now and giggle because I'm only giggling to myself when I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, I'm making funny jokes that no one even notices. <laughs> so, so, Steph, did you grow up in Louisiana? Is I it? did. I was okay, born and cool. raised in Lafayette, awesome. Louisiana. Lafayette, born and Lafayette. raised. Lafayette. Yep. That's so awesome. So, how did you make it to Bethel? 
Oh, wow. Well. Um, <laughs> yes, we want that whole story. <laughs> it's, so cute. It's, a, it's not a it's not a short story. Um, Good. We want to hear all yeah, the details. It was it was totally God ordained and I'm glad that you said Banning. Um, he's probably the one who says totally. <laughs> I was, he's he's been one of my um, one of my favorites for a really long time and um, I think I knew about him before I knew about Bethel. And oh, I was wow. doing uh, right when I got saved, like God just kind of dropped a world changer in my spirit. And that's like just something that had been, I had just been saying, I'm like, I'm going to be a world changer. I'm going to be a world changer. I'm like, no idea what that means or what that looks like, but that's what I'm going to do. Just say it. Just keep <laughs> declaring it. Yeah. That's, that's, sure. that's what I'm made for. And so, that's awesome. um, I came across, he had a devotional called journey of a world changer and I hate devotionals but I'm like this is I mean it has my title on it so I need it and so I um I'm doing it with a friend of mine and after at the end of each chapter there was there's a riskometer is what it's called and it it basically it it asks you questions of like how risky are you being in your faith yeah nice so um I would always skip those I would just like go straight to the next chapter because I'm like I don't I don't need that I'm good you know like I'm, I'm I'm totally good so um at the same time I'm doing this devotional I was um in relationship with a couple that um they were going to be planning a church and so okay. you know I would meet with them and just you know get to know them a little bit more and their story and just kind of share my journey and um at the time they were going to be planning a church in Atlanta. And so I'm like, oh, great. You know, totally support you. You're doing great things. And right before they left, they asked me, like, are you going to come with us? And I was like, no. Like, that's not a part of my plan. Like, I'm here, Lafayette. It's not, that's not what we do here. We just all, everybody stays here. The whole family, like, you never move away. And so wow, that was just sitting. And they were like, will you please pray about it? And I was like, sure. With no intention of actually praying about it. <laughs> so sure. I go home and I'm continue to do this devotional and I get to the riskometer and like it just really challenged me of am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing in my journey? And wow. in that moment, I just knew that I was supposed to go. I was supposed to move to Atlanta. Oh, wow. And um, I asked my friend who I was doing this devotional with who had no idea about this opportunity. And so I was like, hey, can you like just pray for me? I'm trying to figure out some big things and, you know, some life changes and stuff. So she was like, sure. And then she said, what, are you moving to Atlanta? Oh, my word. Yes. No, no, like no idea. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'm moving. Yeah. So (laughs) a few months later, I quit my job, sold my house, packed up my life and moved here and landed here. And um, found a job. I was living in Alpharetta at the time, and so I was working over there. And um, when I knew that I was moving, she and I had planned. She's like, oh, Jesus Culture is going to be, they're doing a conference in August. And so I moved in June. And so she was like, do you, like, I'll come up, and I'll spend the weekend, and we can go to the conference. I'm like, great. That sounds like a lot of fun. Because, of course, Banning is with Jesus Because Banning is with Jesus Culture, and he's pretty much the reason why I, like, (laughs) am now in Atlanta. Yeah. So, um, so she, so things are, you know, we're doing the church plant and, and things aren't really like moving the way that, you know, we were hoping they would be moving. And, you know, it was just kind of like, what, what's going on? Why isn't this working out? Um, but I was still being faithful. I was like, you know, God, this is what you have for me. I just, I trust your process. I trust what's going on. And so, um, so come August, we go to the conference and, um, 
I look over and I see the, like the bathroom booth for our school. And so I said, um, I really, I figured uh, Banning would be at church on Sunday. And so I was like, let's go find out where the church is. And so we go up to the bathroom booth and Jen Stockman, like she's the one I walk up to. And so she like introduces herself and I'm like, you know, she's giving me information about the school. And I said to myself, I was like, I don't need this. Like, I just really want, like, I just want to know where the church is. I don't like the school. I'm not going to do anything with this. And so we go after, like, she gives that information, we go to sit down for the next um, session, and my friend looked at me, the same one who told me that I was going to be moving to Atlanta, um, she looked at me, she's like, I think you're supposed to go to the school. Oh, my gosh. I know. And I was like, there's no way. I was like, it's 45 minutes away from where I live, where I work, like, Monday, Tuesday nights. Like, it just wasn't going to fit into my schedule and plan a church on top of that. Like, there's just no way. And so... um, I just like put that in the back of my head and then on that was like on Saturday and then on Monday the the pastor of the church like calls me and he's like hey can we meet for lunch I was like sure so we get together and he's like I don't know how to tell you this but we have to um, we're we're gonna stop planning the church because you know just some things are going on and it's just not the right time and I was like after how long how long have you been here doing that um that was in August and I moved here in June Oh, whoa. June 1st. So like just mm-hmm. right away. Yeah, right okay. away. Bring it on. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go to school. <laughs> Look at you. Wow. So within, with with, within a couple of days, I like I had to, I was like, I have to work out some things with work, you know, like I'd have to leave a little bit early. There's no way they're going to let me do that. But I go and I ask my boss, I'm like, hey, I think I want to take some night classes for school. Um, can I like leave 30 minutes earlier? And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. Right. So it just like worked, lined lined up, and just everything just like flowed really smoothly. I started school the next month, and um, so now here I am. Uh, <laughs> let me make sure I get this timeline right. <laughs> right. So you moved. The Lord tells you to go. You come here in June. In August, you find out there's not going to be in church, and by September, you're enrolling in Bassum. That is correct. So, wow. So it's like you <laughs> literally moved here from for the school. I literally moved here, and that's wow. what like. I think if God would have said, hey, Stephanie, I want you to go to a school, a ministry school, first of all, a ministry school in another state, I would have been like, no, clearly, I did not hear that correctly. Like, <laughs> no, thank you. Because you already have all of your accounting. I had, yeah, I had, okay, that was my life. Working. Like, I had, I had a job, I had a st- solid job, I had a house, I had my family, I had everything right. back home, and so... I'm not, I'm not like a huge risk. Obviously I would pass over the riskometer. Like I'm not a huge risky like person or I don't think I am. I don't know. I know. Right. When I, when I think of stories like that, I'm like, maybe I am more risky. (laughs) He's Jehovah sneaky. He's like, Oh, just going to put a little bait here. Exactly. (laughs) Then I'll put a little bait over here. (laughs) I needed needed baby steps. I needed like solid things to keep me moving along the way. That's so cool. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience at Bassum. Did you go all three years? or I did. I went all three years. I graduated, um, I think it was last year. Um, <laughs> I know. It's all like it's all like a big blur these days. But, um, <laughs> but yes, I went all three years. I actually was like super skeptical when I first went to Bassum because, you know, it's just a totally different experience. And it's a new culture. It is, it is a new culture. Um, it is there like there's aspects about it that like I was raised in, but then some other things I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Um, so it really like broke down a lot of like religious stuff in me and um, nice. just really freed me uh, to be me. 
-hmm. Would you say that that was one of the big things that happened then that could characterize your school experience? I think, yes. I think the, the biggest takeaway for me, like I, I, the supernatural drew me the prophetic and healing and outreach, like all of that stuff drew me in because I was longing for that. Like that was something that God had started stirring in me a couple years before I moved. And so I was looking for it. I was wanting that. Um, and so that's what drew me, but I think what, what the, the biggest benefit for me out of it was learning that it's okay for me to be me, for me to be who I am, to be who he created me to be. Because, um, like my, environment the people around me are, are are more extroverted and and outgoing and, and and loud and fun and I'm loud and fun but in a different kind of way and so like I always thought I was like different and like I felt like something was wrong with me in a sense that like I was not normal because those were all of the my examples and so like to be like them it was exhausting and unnatural and so wow. I would just like re- revert back like even more further into my shell And so coming here and learning that like, oh no, it's okay for me to be a little bit more shy and reserved or, you know, for me to say, oh no, I need some introvert time. I need some me time, you know, just to learn, like to be comfortable in my own skin and be confident in my own skin, I think was my hugest, if that's a word. uh, (laughs) Take it girl. It's yours. You just take it. It's my hugest takeaway. From Bassam, mm-hmm. that would be the takeaway. That for the would three be years. my takeaway. Yeah. Whoa. So, are you changed? Like, is, are you looking back now? Because this is just a year ago that you graduated. It was just a year ago that I graduated. Yes. But are you looking back and going, "Whoa!" Oh. Like I took a total right turn. Um, in talking about it, yes, I can see how like I've changed so much. Um, but just like living my life, I don't feel that I have changed a lot. But <clears throat> I know that I did. There's no way you can go through three years of school and, and fully give yourself to the process and not be changed by it. That's awesome. Steph, you know what I like about you? What? There's <laughs> a lot that I like about you, but I, I love what happened to you in Cameroon and the effects of it. Oh Can my you goodness. tell us? <laughs> yep. Can we want to hear about that. About oh my gosh. And did that, did that start at Bassam? Um, was that like a mission trip? How did you get to Cameroon? <clears throat> yes, it was oh, a mission. Okay. It okay. was a mission trip. So, I went to Cameroon my second year of school for the first time. Okay. I had, um, I've always like wanted to do international missions. Um, I've traveled internationally, but more for vacation. So um, when we went through the process of uh, picking a trip for school, I was, I was like, all right, God, where are we going this year? And so (laughs) just when Cameroon came up, it just really like something inside of me just like leapt. And I'm like, but I don't, I don't really like care about Africa. Like, (laughs) In the sense of, like, you know, some people are, like, hardcore passionate about going there. And, like, that just wasn't my passion. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess, you know, I guess that's what I'll do. And so I went back to the same friend, and I took a picture of all – yes, yes, she is is historic in my life. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I went back, and I took a picture of all the different trip options, um, the international trips. And I'm like, where are we going? And she was like, Cameroon. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going. Is this a childhood friend? This is not. She and I became friends um, a couple years before I moved, and she and I just got really close really fast. It's funny because we bonded over our love of God because we have nothing else in common, and we (laughs) laugh about it all the time. Like, complete opposites, like, except our, our passion for God. Awesome. So, um, so I knew I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to Cameroon and, um, uh, I didn't really know how to prepare for it. I didn't really know. I'm just like, I thought it was just going to be this great magical time. 
and I was going to go and just love on kids and people and do street ministry and see healings and just all these crazy, wonderful things that you hear on mission trips. And I was um, rudely awakened <laughs> when I got there. <laughs> I yes. didn't know this. This is, this is my first trip, which, okay. which makes the second trip so much more amazing. Um, so it just, it brought up a lot of, uh, childhood wounds and hurts and, you know, just a lot of, of life that I didn't deal with. And that's a very, uh, signature thing of mine to just not deal with things and just stuff it. And, um, I couldn't stuff it when I was there. It just, just the, I don't know what it was, the atmosphere, just being in a foreign country. Um, it was just like, it was God just setting me up to be, cleansed <laughs> that is marvelous it, it was it was wow. it was it was pretty intense I got like physically ill towards the end of the trip That's um and so like I just laid in my bed for a couple days and just was like I just want to go home um <laughs> so it was really like it was almost devastating because like I was expecting one thing and I got the complete opposite like the literal complete opposite you know I was ready to you know, take on the world and come back and be like, I'm moving to Africa and I'm going to change the world. Which makes sense, just coming from where you were. I mean, you're like going to change the world. It right. happens. You come here to Atlanta with force. You're finishing first year, which right. is just like this. Getting completely empowered. Right. 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 Empowered yeah. who you are, wild Identity. momentum. And then yeah. It makes sense. And then, and then I just get completely like slapped in the face of like everything that you have to deal with of like, oh no, oh. you've got this, you've still got this stuff inside of you that's holding you back. So, and you really don't know if like it, that was the atmosphere there. Was this just like the Holy Spirit took you to Africa to show you these things? I think it was a little bit of both. Okay. It is like the atmosphere there is not super great. There's a lot of, um, you know, witchcraft and, sure. you know, like all of that stuff there. And so I think it was a combination of that plus just being like completely vulnerable and being a, in a foreign country with people I didn't really know, you know, like they just is the pick the team out of three years of school. You don't know everybody. Yeah. So and being in, in a new environment with new, uh, like the, the Africans there, the Cameroonians, um, you know, just, it's totally different. And so right. I think like just the vulnerability of it also just kind of opened that up in me. And so wow. I came back just like, just done. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what to do with this stuff. Wow. And so it sent me on a journey of inner healing and just completely digging down deep and, and pulling out root systems and, um, old belief systems and, and just everything that I thought I knew. Like I literally, like someone actually gave me a prophetic word who had no idea what was going on. Like, I don't even really talk to this person on a regular basis. And they came up to me and, and said, I just see that God is, um, reestablishing your foundation. Whoa. And I like, I just lost it. Yeah. You know? Cause like it was everything that I, I, I thought I knew was being like uprooted and it was just, it was a really hard process. Um, it was a really dark process and a really long process. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was one of the most intense things and in seasons that I've ever gone through. You know, like I, I shoved things for 30 years wow. and I actually had to face it and deal with it and look at it and, and accept it because it's a part of me. It's a part of my history. Um, and, and just process through that and get healing from it and get free from it. And so it was just a, a long drawn out process. What are some of the tools that you gained? Like when you say, you work through the process. You like discovered Sozo. You into counseling. You spent the Holy Spirit. I mean, because I'm thinking people are listening, and there are people going, 
what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> so I think the first thing that I learned um, that was super beneficial for me is to be in um, a supportive community. That's awesome. I, I had just, it was very unfortunate timing, yet super fortunate that I just signed, I just started working at the church at the time. And As so, in finance. Yes. I awesome. just, I literally, I interviewed for the job. I left for Cameroon. I came back and they offered me the job. And Whoa. so I just had, I just started on staff here. And so I start this like, process of unwinding. Like, <laughs> of like, unwinding. Guess who you just hired. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think. I, like I come with bags. <laughs> Lots so, of them. <laughs> so much baggage. And I, I told that in my, like, in my introduction to the staff, I was like, I'm just afraid y'all are going to see who I really am. And that's scary. Whoa. Yeah. When is this? When this is like recent? This is like my my first day here, my first day on staff. That's, um, this is wonderful now that it's over. Oh, I mean, yeah. We would have cried with you through it, but wow, this is great, like knowing you now. Right, and so many people, and that's like the, the super helpful thing is that like I tried to hide from it for so long, um, and <laughs> I just, I couldn't anymore. Like it was, it was, it was affecting, I, I'm a, I can be a performer, and so, um, I can come to work and put on a happy face and act like nothing is wrong and then go home and just like crawl in my bed and sleep for hours. Uh, but it, it had gotten to the point where I just couldn't do that anymore. And it was like affecting my work. Yeah. And it was affecting my school. Like I didn't, I was in, um, I was like going into third year and like, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do anything. Like I was just done. I was done. And so I finally got to the point where I reached out. I think the first person that I talked to was Blake because he was, uh, the third year pastor. And so I was like, look, I just want you to know what's going on. I, like, I'm, I'm just so disengaged. And he encouraged me to start, you know, doing some counseling. And right. And so I started doing some counseling. And then I started to open up to a few more people um, at work that I trusted and let them right. in on my process. And, and so having that accountability was super helpful because, you know, when I, when I question things, when I question my faith, when I question God's goodness and, you know, like all of that stuff that, you know, you go through when hard times, um, I had people around me to support me and to, 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 to pour into that and to, you know, talk to that specific instance. Because those are definitely questions and right. they need to be answered. And when they come up, you just like, oh, this is my opportunity to answer them. And right. you want to like, and I want to answer them. Right. Like I want, I want a life and I want to know these things and I want to answer these yeah. questions. Yeah. Wow. I needed, I needed something. I, I realized that I had been living my mom's faith basically. You know, I grew up in a oh, Christian wow. home and so like, which is great, but like I was taught faith from a very early age. And so I was, you know, like I was taught Got Bible it. stories through Sunday school and, you right. know, like all of that stuff. And so like to say that I had actually read my Bible would have been a lie or to say that I would like pray regularly was a lie. Like I had a relationship with God, um, obviously to move my whole life here, but I didn't have the intimacy with him that I needed to get me through the valleys. Wow. And so I was relying on her faith and it at the time it wasn't standing because it like I, I hadn't I didn't have that direct relationship to stand on in the midst of a storm. And you Got really it. felt it. Oh my gosh. I felt it so hard. Like wow. it was it was it was one of the hardest things and being on a church staff at the time was super vulnerable for me because I'm like I'm having the hardest time believing in God's goodness and and I and here we are singing about like I remember when we were at the um at the school and we were singing a song and it was like I we won't be shaken 
<laughs> and I'm like sitting in the back of the auditorium, like with Shaking. my, yes, literally <laughs> with my hands, with my head in my hands, just saying, y'all are liars. Like y'all are not being truthful because I'm standing here being shaken by like by life and I can't, I don't have faith to stand on. So it was, it was, it was really, really challenging to walk through that process. So what would you say to someone who's in the middle of it now? And who might not even know they're in the middle of something. They just might think they're uh, keep, wrong with them. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Don't, don't stop. Don't get stuck. Don't like, I, I think it's, I, what I learned is like, it's okay to feel. It's okay to be in that. But, but don't stay there longer than you have to. Because if I would have just like sat there in my, in my junk and in my mess and not like press through those hard questions and really asked and really opened myself up to people to pour into me, then I'd probably still be there. Yeah. And I'd be still be believing lies wow. that I had that's been powerful. believing for so long. So that's super <coughs> powerful. So, so was there a second Cameroon trip? Yes. <laughs> okay. See, that's this is what I'm acquainted <laughs> with. I love this first one, though. I didn't know any of this. This is had, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, so I had no idea that there was, this is cool. Well, and I totally, I love this second Cameroon trip. But before we move on, would you oh, say, no, that's thanks. okay, babe. So would you <laughs> say that this is just like, I mean, this was the transition again from now it's mine. Like, my faith is mine. Yes. This is my faith. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Because I went through the, the, the what do I believe, why do I believe what I believe, really establishing who I am, what my faith is, not what I've been told my faith is supposed to be. And so taking that time to really um, put those questions out there right. and really just like, like, oh, I believe the Bible because, you know, it was written over thousands and thousands of years and the, you know, the, the comparison of old Testament and new Testament prophecy being fulfilled. And, you know, just like all of those things that you can't deny, like, okay, I believe this. And so if I believe this, then I must believe what it says. And it says that God is good. It says that he'll protect me. It says that he loves me and that he'll provide for me. And all of those things, like I have to take that as mine. I'm so happy you're sharing this and I'm so happy this is getting out. And I'll tell you why. When you're in the middle of that, mm-hmm. it's the scary thing is you think that something's terribly wrong. Yeah, I mean it feels like because all of us, as some you, we've had to pick up our own faith. Everybody yeah. who's been raised by Christian parents, hallelujah. I mean, yeah. like, right? We're raising our four. We're Christian <clears throat> parents, you know. But that transition, um, that it's it's terrible to think that something's actually wrong when actually what's happening is literally like life. Yeah, that. I, I'm going to, this is me and Jesus and we're in the world. I mean, it's this beautiful thing. So it has to be comforting. I know to people that are listening to know, oh my gosh, we do this. Right. We all do this. It's beautiful. And on the other side of it, you're like, hey, (laughs) you're singing. I will not be shaken. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's so true. And I remember I, I had that revelation Actually, I think it was just a couple months ago we sang that same song and I was able to sing it with no reservation of like, I know that I can go through something again and I can stand and I won't be shaken. And it was really like a really impactful because I can see myself sitting on that floor just in disbelief that people believe that they can't be shaken. And, And now being about two years later, I can stand and say like, oh, I won't. I, I think I can be, there may be things that will shake me, but not to that extent and not to, you know, not to the point of breaking. Yeah. It's awesome. So so awesome. You took that mountain. I took it. You took I, it and you own it. 
And that's actually Cam- Cameroon is Mount Cameroon. So there is an actual mountain. Oh, wow. Yes. Where we stay. That's awesome. <laughs> See, it all comes together. It really does all come <laughs> okay. together. It, does. So it all great. comes together. Okay. So tell us about the second trip. Okay. Yeah. So the second trip. Um, so third year, I'm in third year at the time and I had developed relationships with the people back in Cameroon and Sherry and everybody like, and so they all wanted me to come back and tell us about Sherry for folks who don't know Sherry. Sherry Lewis is an amazing human being who everyone (laughs) should know. She is, she lovingly refers to herself as the diva missionary, which I love. And so she, um, she started her church school plant, um, in Cameroon, Boya, Cameroon about, I think eight or nine years ago. Sorry, Sherry, if I'm wrong. Um, and so she's, she's doing that in Cameroon now. And she actually just started, uh, another one in Kenya last year. So she is just taking over Africa. Yeah. She's an authoress. Yes. Missionary evangelist, school leader, just super blessing to the body. Yes. And so glad that we can this is home base. This, you know? is, this is her home. Yeah, this, this is, is home base. So much her home. So you're over there with the diva missionary. Yes. So um, she wanted <laughs> me to diva go. Missionary. Yeah, it's awesome. so great. It, it, and it, it, she leads that experience. Like <laughs> when you're there, you live not like missionaries. No like, kidding. It is. Yeah. She makes sure that, you know, we have water and food. Like they feed us. Like wow. they cook for us and feed us. And she's like, if you don't like the food, don't eat it. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a great experience. Um, so many people always want to go on the Cameroon trip. It's always one of our most popular trips. Yeah. I'm wanting to go on the Cameroon trip. Well, now it'll be Kenya. <laughs> Kenya. 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 Yeah. That's the next one. Um, so they all wanted me when the time came, they were like, are you coming back? And I was like, no, I'm not coming back. Cause I was still going through it and I was still like feeling the fear of what awaits me on the other side of the world. And, um, I just, I just couldn't do it. And so Laura, who is a dear friend of mine who was helping me through this process was, she loves you. She was leading the trip and that like kind of sparked me of like wanting to, wanting to to go because I'm like, I want to be under her leadership. You know, she's great and all of that stuff. So I, um, I thought about it, but I still was like, no, I don't, I just, there was so much fear inside of me. And the closer we got, I still was like, no, I don't want to do it. And so I, we waited till the very last minute. We were trying to decide if we were even going because there was some political things happening over there and they had canceled the, the senior leaders were going to go. And so they had canceled that. And so we were even trying to figure out if we were going to be able to go like government uproar. There was government uproar. Yes. They had like curfews and they were having to cancel classes and all of that stuff. And so it wasn't a totally safe environment. And so we weren't even sure if we were going to go. And (laughs) the lot on the, the, like the last minute we realized like flights were super cheap, like almost (laughs) half the cost. Yeah. Like, okay. Fire sale. Right. (laughs) Literally. Yes. Right. So, um, I'm talking to Laura, we're doing like, you know, some life coaching type things. And like she mentions Cameroon again, and she's like, Stephanie, the tickets are cheap. You know, we can probably work something out. And so like, just, I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. And she looks at me and she's like, you are. And I'm like, I'm doing it. And so like, I literally, without even thinking came and booked my flight she told Sherry, and so like everybody knows at this point. So now I'm held accountable to leave <laughs> and go out. to Cameroon. It's out. It, my flight is booked. 
So um, I was the whole time I was like, I had Sherry pray over me because she left like a day before we did. And, you know, she prayed over me, our team. Just I had like so much covering from everyone. And I get there. And as we were flying into Cameroon, like just this like um, courage just started rising within me of like, I'm going to I'm going to defeat this and I'm going to I'm going to conquer this and I'm going to I'm going to win. Like I'm going to win this trip. And I get off the plane and, and over there, you don't get off until like a little walkway thing. Like you like deplane on the tarmac, on the tarmac and yeah. walk over. And so when I walk out and I could feel the hot, humid African air, I'm like, yes, like just like <laughs> I like wrote like the warrior inside of me just rose up awesome. and I just felt That's so strong. Yeah. And oh, I just Steph. felt so like a Say conqueror. Say that again. You just felt so strong. That, again, to encourage people going through the process, on the other side, you gain this strength of, like, personhood and character, and this is what I believe that just, ooh, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It was was a very impactful moment for me, but I still had, you know, to walk this out. I couldn't just get back on the plane and go back home, which (laughs) is kind of what I wanted to do. I did it. I conquered. (laughs) I got here. I made it. Now I'm going home. (laughs) There was still a part of me that wanted to do that. So we go about the week and um, it wasn't like anything super special. Um, I helped them do some accounting things and helped them do some leadership things. It wasn't anything super missionary type. It was it was an interesting trip just because of the um, the political sure. unrest there. Yeah. And so it was a little awkward of like, what can we do? What can't we do? And the, it was the the two nights before we left, we had school and they do if anybody if you guys have not been to africa they do (laughs) like three hours of just straight worship it is the most amazing thing and to see them just worship oh it's amazing it's it's one of my favorite things it is wild it is it is wild (laughs) it was unhindered it is just free and just so beautiful the way that they worship god is just so beautiful it's so Mm. different they don't have the the disconnects that we have it's like just like a as like literal heaven heaven touching earth it's it's just amazing and so I asked Sherry I'm like Sherry I really need some worship can we just do like all night worship like can we just do instead of like do like worship and teaching can we just do an all night worship and so she was like yeah I think we can so yes she was like I think we'll do worship in a fire tunnel I'm like okay I can settle for a fire tunnel (laughs) (laughs) so we go to school and I would like I I had like shared with her some things before that and so like I was just kind of feeling down you know um when we got to school and so we started worshiping and I was just kind of like standing back not really fully engaged in it but really just like observing and just loving watching them worship yeah. um, and just being able to just stand in that environment and, and, and feel at peace. And so awesome. we get to the, the, um, the fire tunnel part. And so we get our team together and Sherry's leadership team together. And we have all of the students go through the fire tunnel. And I'm like, Denise and I are standing across from each other and we're the first ones when people enter. And so like we're praying for them as they enter and I'm just praying in the spirit, you know, whatever. And like halfway through the fire tunnel, I just start to feel this like, people say it all the time and I never understood it, but like I felt this like electricity in my body and like my hands just started shaking and I started like jumping up and down, like I could not control it. And I'm like, 
And this is something you've never experienced before. Not to this extent. No. And especially not after the year and a half that I had just went through. Right. And so I'm like, I mean, I'm loving it because I have all this energy (laughs) and I'm just like pumped up and so excited and watching these people just get wrecked by God going through the fire tunnel. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself because I'm just like jumping up and down. And like, I just start, I start like shouting, like shout, I don't shouting praise. I don't know what I was. I was just shouting like couldn't control it just like stirring inside of me and so I think the last person is and this took a long time a very long time these people walking through the fire tunnel because they just they just kept going coming for seconds and thirds (laughs) and fourths like they were just eating it up as long as we would let them and so we finally um, got through the last few people and Denise was like laughing in the spirit and she and I like linked hands and I just started laughing. I just, I couldn't stop, just couldn't stop. And so we ended up like falling to the floor in laughter. And then I, um, and then I just started weeping. I just started crying yeah. uncontrollably, just like letting out all the, just whatever was left in me. Cause I had spent a year and a half of just crying. Like I could feel probably an ocean with the amount of tears that I cried And I think this was just like everything that I had left in me was just coming out and just like being undone by the love of God and just letting him heal my heart, you know? And then (laughs) this is the weirdest thing. And I apologize for anybody who thinks this is weird, but like, (laughs) I just started yelling. I just started screaming from the pit of my stomach. And I literally thought somebody was going to come over and try to like, you know, call me down or cast something out of me because I like I these were sounds and things that I've never I've never like let out before wow but I was in an environment that knew me and knew like what I was going through and so they just you know some people just came over and laid their hands and they just let the process happen and it was it was so comforting and so beautiful because after that was done I laughed for hours I could not stop laughing like we shut the place down literally Sherry kept saying we have to leave and like we would just touch her this ended up affecting our entire team we were all just like laughing uncontrollably and to the point to where, like, I they had to carry me out. Let's just be honest. They had to carry me out. I'm <laughs> going to get yes. real. Wow, just say it. Say <laughs> it. Real. They're carrying you out. They giggling. literally carried me out because, like, oh. I would just, I was laughing so much that I was, like, hunched. I was, like, doubled over awesome. on the floor laughing so much. They, like, got my bags and, like, carried me out because I, didn't, I couldn't stop. And several members of our team, as well as Sherry's team, like, Sherry was like, we have to go, y'all. And, like, we would just, like, look at her and, like, touch her, and she'd start laughing. She's like, we have to go. (laughs) So it was just, like, just this great, amazing moment, and it carried, like, a part of me didn't want to leave because I'm like, I don't want this to stop. Like, I haven't laughed like this in years. And I didn't, I didn't want to leave. I really didn't, but, you know, it, but it didn't stop. It didn't stop. We, um, we ended up going back to, our house where it was time for us to eat and they put the food on the table and I, I just started laughing again. And like, they were trying to have conversations around me, but I, I was just laughing so much, like so uncontrollably. I just, there was nothing, nobody could have conversations. And so I, I started to apologize. I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then just like something like 
just caught me and I said no I was like I'm Good not sorry I was Good like this is this is this is my redemption this is Come for on. all of the tears that I've cried over the last two years like this is my mm-hmm. redemption and so in that moment the whole team who most of them knew what I was going through or what I had been through and so they just it was an uproar and cheering and like all of that stuff. And then I went, I was like, Oh my God, I have more in me. And so like, I went into the living room. <laughs> I'm saying, like, it was, I have more. It was exhausting. <laughs> um, I went back into the living room and I just started like screaming again. And I was like, Great. again, thinking it's, they're going to call the cops on me. <laughs> like Cameroonian police are going to come bang down the door. But just the team just surrounded me and prayed over me. And um, even the Cameroonians, like, prayed over me. And it was just, it was beautiful and exhausting <laughs> at the same time. So it was, it, that was, like, the most impactful oh. moment of just, like, having that support and just being free to be me and weird and just letting Holy Spirit just minister to me in that moment. Well, and you didn't leave it in Africa. I did not. I was no, in you Africa, didn't. and I have seen bukus of this. What happened <laughs> to you at home? Uh, so pretty much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> not much has changed. Um, when we came back, probably for a solid three months, um, just at the like, Laura and I would just look at each other, and we would oh, I remember, I know, I remember this. Yes, <laughs> wonderful. This is it was. Well, it's still in staff meetings. I it mean, is still guys, yes. Yeah. We have to like stir it up a little bit more, <laughs> but it is, it is, it it still happens, and and I like. I try not to let it go away or like not happen for too long because I'm like. I want, like, I know that's still in me and I know like it ministers when I, when I, when I just get to freely laugh and, and, and let Holy Spirit come come through me that like it ministers to me and, you know, it, it changed me and it did something in me that I don't want to let that go. This is part of your healing. Yeah. It was was my healing. healing. Yeah. And a lot of people gave us like words about that and how the laughter, you know, was repayment and, um, it just, Yeah. So no, we still are, are letting this go. We call it our rumble. When, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know what else to call it. Like the way I was describing it, of like there's like there's a there's movement in my belly, like a rumble. You know, like sometimes, rumble. like when you don't feel good and your stomach starts to turn, or if like you ate something bad and your stomach starts to turn, it's kind of like that, but like a good, but a good one, a good one, a right. good rumble. And so I'm like, man, I feel it rumbling in my in my tummy. So I'm like, wow. well, let's rumble. And so like, you know, you can just pray and stir it up. And it's not like butterflies. It's like eagles in there. Eagle, eagle, yes. <laughs> Fly eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So yeah. I, a couple things that are coming to mind here in this story that I'm hearing yeah. is, well, so one, he, the word says that he who sits in heaven laughs at his enemies. Mm, so good. And the joy <laughs> of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. And so, so that really is what was happening is that, you know, the Lord was really just, he's laughing at these things yeah. and then giving you the strength, uh, and joy to, to conquer. And now what, what I'm seeing here is that like now you actually have become somebody else's breakthrough Yeah, and you oh. contended for something, um, personally that now you're going to give somebody else the opportunity. And that might not have happened if you wouldn't have stuck with it. Yeah. Seriously. And, um, and so, so it's a, it's a, it's a massive testimony. It is a massive story. It is such a great, what a great redemption story. 
It is. Steph, I love it's it. It's your story. It is my redemption story. Wow. Story I love it. Redemptive <laughs> and powerful and awesome. <laughs> Yours. Oh, it's so good. Well, tell us again. I hate to just jump straight into this, but I want to hear about your Bible study. I know you've got a Bible study going here. I do. I love what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I never really read the Bible. Sorry, confession. Um, I read parts of it, but I never really read it fully through and I never really fully studied it either. And so, you know, it's part of my, you know, journey to not live on other people's faith. So I'm like, I want, I want to read the Bible and I really like, I need some accountability. Like I'm learning how big accountability is, you know, accountability for the gym, accountability for eating right, accountability for Bible study. Like it's just, it's healthy. And so I'm like, I... I think I'm just going to start a Bible study to hold me accountable to reading the Bible. Cause if I'm leading a Bible study, then I have to read it because you know, I need to make sure that I'm prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I really, and I really just, I miss reading the Bible when I did read it and just really reading God's word for myself and, and getting revelation and just having God talk to me through the Bible. I just missed all of that. And you know, I hadn't done it in a long time or when I did do it, I didn't do it for very long. So I just said, hey, you know, let me just start my own Bible study and see where that goes. And how's it going? It's going great. I'm loving the just the the conversations about God and the questions. And, you know, I am sometimes a little scared of what questions might come up because I know <laughs> that I don't have all the answers. But the 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 perfectionist in me is like, you're the leader. You're supposed to have the answers. Um, but it's been great because there's been times where I'm like, I don't, I have more questions than answers after yeah. reading this. So, cause you guys started in yeah. Genesis. We started in Exodus. in Exodus. We started at, yeah, I don't know what I was and thinking. There, <laughs> no, it's wonderful. But yeah, it's so healthy to have. There are lots of good questions. There's, yeah. It's so, it's so different. And I think like that was something I was, I love the old Testament. I love the stories. Um, and, and, and being on, on this side of the Bible in the New Testament and under, under grace, I think sometimes we shy away from the Old Testament just because it's not something that we live under, um, so to speak, and it's not super fun to read all the time, and it's not, you know, all the healing and miracles that we read in the New Testament. And so I missed I missed, missed that and just, like, really diving in and asking the hard questions and, and really, like figuring out who God is because if we just look at who he is in the new Testament, we don't get a full picture of who he is because he also is the same God in the old Testament. And so I just really wanted to, to dive into that and, and offer that opportunity for other people to dive into that as well. Steph Ladner, is this open? Can folks come? Um, it's a women's Bible study. So okay. only women, but it is open to women. Awesome. When do you do it? Thursday nights from six to nine 30. Oh, okay. Where do you do it? I do it at the church offices. Okay. Awesome. Good to know. Pretty cool. Well, Stephanie Ladner, this is you. This (laughs) This is is a great story. (laughs) I had not heard it to this extent. That's beautiful. That's great. It's so great. I'm blessed. Yeah, me too. So, hey, listen, if you have like any questions or any comments about what you're hearing on BA Chats, we have a really cool email address that you can email email us, and we would love your p- feedback. You just have to email bachats at bethelatlanta.com. Like, how easy is that? <laughs> bachats at bethelatlanta.com. We would, and I'd love to hear like feedback of what you're, you know, what you're experiencing when you're hearing these these podcasts and hearing these testimonies and these stories and what it's stirring up in you, yeah. the listener. Because so, they're powerful. Because they are so powerful. This is definitely a dude again, God. This is breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. And- 
and just standing in power and living beautifully, living well. Yeah. Steph, yay. Thank you. We love you. We oh, appreciate love you. you guys. Thank y'all. This has been great. <laughs> and thanks for listening to BA Chats.